Hello! Thanks for checking out today's Foot in Review. We couldn't make this show without you and your fantastic support, but if you fancy going one step further, why not check out our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash foot in review. We offer a range of rewards and benefits with all levels receiving Discord access and episodes of the show without this very advertisement. However, we understand that times are tough, and if you can't back us financially, then simply spreading word of the show or leaving us a review wherever you listen will be super appreciated as it will help us grow. In particular, we'd like to thank our Skybox holders, Amma, Daniel, Mehdi, Nick, and Paul for their exceptional support. Drop it. F-U-T. F-U-T. F-F-F-U-T. Hello footies, welcome along to your tri-weekly dose of FIFA Ultimate Team Podcasting. Goodness, we are Foot in Review, powered by footcoaching.com. My name is Dan Wimbush, otherwise known as Wimby. It is Monday the 16th of January and stay with us over the next 30 to 45 minutes or so as we round up our weekend league action, our general FIFA gameplay, how we've been finding the latest patch, plus we'll delve into all the latest content and... We will hold the trial of my co-host, the trial, the pack luck trial of one Nathan Downs, aka the Scout, who is the man who joins me today. Nathan, hello to you. <laughs> hey Dan, thank you for that wonderful introduction. Um, got some interesting topics to talk about today, I think. Um, not an awful lot of content, but I'm excited to be back on again. Yeah, I'm really upset because I was the technology let me down because I was going to spring this trial on you. I was going to just, you know, throw you in the dock. But uh, fear not, folks, we'll get to that a little bit later on. But as I said, lots to get into today. But first, just like to make uh, an announcement on behalf of Foot Coaching because they've signed a new major deal. Of course, Foot Coaching, the team that power this very podcast and bring us foot in review every show. And we've got the following announcement to make. The Foot Coaching is proud to announce the extension and expansion of their partnership with Kaya Software and UK-based Analysis Pro. They'll bring the latest and greatest in sports performance analysis software and their partnership with Foot Coaching brings these tools as used by major football clubs around the world, including Liverpool. They're bringing all of that technology to eSports and to every player that is being coached by Foot Coaching. So if you book a session with Foot Coaching, you're going to get to use the same tools that the likes of Jurgen Klopp gets to use with his players at Liverpool. So just another fantastic reason to get involved with Foot Coaching at footcoaching.com. You can also find out more on the software at kasoftware.com. That's Kaya. I'm probably butchering the name, but C-A-J-A. So kasportssoftware.com and then analysispro.com. And start, of course, your data-driven FIFA training on footcoaching.com. Right, housekeeping out of the way, Nath. Content-wise, uh, the guys turned with the show on Friday to run through the Centurions team too. We've not had a great deal since then. No, um, not a lot. We've had a mini release, um, including one very cool centre-back. Um, we have also had a showdown and we've had a hero player pick. Um, just talking about the... Uh, the mini release there's one part one player in particular we've had rafa seamus coleman um but this guy dan uh nicholas palwa maybe yes palois palois palwa. palwa. <laughs> we're doing really um, well with our pronunciations today so far we are we are absolutely nailing it um he's about 15k but he's an 84 8 cent and a half but slap a shadow on him and the magic works like put a shadow on him he's a 93 rate a center back yeah like how does that work I don't understand that. 
It's a, it's a very strange one. I think if you have to compare him to a player, I suppose it would be, what, Virgil van Dijk? Or maybe Carlos Puyol in terms of... The, the pace split isn't great, and I think that's the big thing that holds this card back because, as you say, it's an 84-rated card. The pace is only 80. The acceleration just 75, but 84 sprint speed. So once he gets going, he is a lengthy boy, but all the defensive stats are there in the right places. 97 strength, 95 aggression. Again, with a shadow, everything goes above 90s. The passing is decent as well. The agility at 75 and balance at 70. Not brilliant, but 90 composure. The reacts at 84, pretty good as well. And yeah, as you say, you slap a shadow on him. And he becomes a 93-rated centre-back. The curious thing that that I don't really understand, and I think they were kind of talking about it on Friday's show as well, this whole equation, what adds up to an overall rating. Because even without touching a single thing or putting a basic on him, Footbin gives him an 88 rating at centre-back. So why is he an 84? I just don't, I don't get it. No, no idea. And um, I think we've said in previous pods as well, well, not me, but, you know, the team, um, the the ratings kind of just give you an idea of where to look. But you've got to look at the stats individually. You can't just take it as an overall. Like some of the individual stats on this card look really, really good. Um, play, pace split. I think if it was the other way around. If your acceleration was quicker, I'd be more inclined to be to be going out. I think this, the pace splits slightly on the slow side. Yeah. Um, but there's also on the uh, Origi showdown card as well. That's kind of hampering me going. I would go for him if it was an even split. He's 91 rated base uh, base pace. So if that was like 91, 91 or whatever, I would be more inclined to do that. But he as well, he's 83 acceleration, 97 sprint speed. So yeah, it's been interesting because I've not seen Palois used um i've not actually heard an awful lot about him but he looks really interesting yeah i'm going to give him a run in my rivals games and possibly playoffs this week because i mean look we've always said it's unfair to compare people directly because things like body types and the secret sauce all plays a part and the stat soup but yeah this card has got exactly the same number of total stats as 92 rated world cup stories or road to the world whatever one of those cards was the yellow version the Virgil van Dijk, the 92-rated card. Both have 471 total face stats. And van Dijk only has 17 additional in-game stats. Palios even doing, Palois even doing better, I think, on the pace, Nate, because he's got that 75 acceleration. And that compares to just 71 for that, you know, 1.25 million van Dijk card. So definitely not, you know, apples to apples comparison in the two of them, but... It just just goes to show that there is some hidden value. Yes, he's two star, two star, but he's got great traits: big, six foot two, high medium work rates, left foot as well, which still is quite handy. So, yeah, definitely one that you could file under hidden gems. I think. Yeah, and to be fair, two star, two star as a defender doesn't bother me. Obviously, fullbacks I want a little bit higher, especially the weak foot. But my actual centre halves, you know, I've kind of learned to play the way play the way you're facing, as you would do in real life. Um, it's not the be all and end all as long as you're kind of safe with what you do. So that I don't think is a big breakdown at all. Um, I, th- I think he looks good. I think for 15k, the worst the worst you can do is lose what 4k on him maybe. So it's not it's not like a big risk to try him out either if you haven't packed him. So yeah, I think he looks really interesting. Yeah, I will uh, be as I said using him. I'll be on Twitch, twitch.com, uh, twitch.tv, sorry, forward slash wimby86. Give me a follow over there if uh, you want to see him in action. And two other players in the mini release as well, Nathan, uh, Seamus Coleman and Rafa of Benfica. 
Yeah, both a bit meh, to be honest. I think Seamus Coleman's coming in at 20k and Rafa's coming in at... Uh, sorry, uh, Rafa's coming in at 14, so obviously that league's not great. He's got decent pace, he's 94th pace. Shooting's alright for a winger. He's only got one alternative position. His passing's decent. It's brought down massively by his free kick accuracy. Good dribbling. There's nothing wrong with this card, but there's not an awful lot stand out. I wouldn't, you know, change my team around to get him. I don't know if you've had time to look at him in depth, Dan. No, not. I mean, not particularly. I mean, I've, I've had a cursory glance at the stats. I mean, it's a 14k card. It's exactly the kind of card that if you're going, you know, grinding through things like uh, league SBCs and upgrades and things, it's the kind of card that you might just well end up having in your club and it'll be quite handy. The Portuguese Liga one the EA do tend to put into icon swaps, at least, although it does tend to be offline mode. So the thing with all these special cards is, Nath, again, you look at Rafa, he's 14k. He's got a discard of 10k. So you can always just pick this card up and, you know, you will earn 4,000 coins, even if he drops to, I don't think this card will drop to pure discard for a while. So you're not going to lose a lot. So you know, it never does any harm to stash a card like that away. And you never know the kind of amazing card that, that might cause this one to spike. So again, I'm, I'm not yeah. saying go out and buy one as an investment, but if you've got any curiosity, you can try. Uh, Seamus Coleman, in terms of a right back, I look at this card. He's interesting. Yeah, I'm just looking at him Walker. now. I'd still rather have Gold Walker. I don't know. Like I was waiting to say, oh, he can't be that good because of his price. But when you look at his stats, like they're all above 80 apart from finishing... Uh, penalties and free kick accuracy, which for a right back I couldn't care less about, to be honest. Um, oh, sorry, position seventy-eight, which is a bit dodgy, but you know they're all decent stats. I mean, for twenty k, if you're wanting, you know, people have just got the game. It's a very good option to have. Um, I'm not going to go out and get him. I, you know, he wouldn't. He's not a change of team around, but I think he's actually not dreadful. You put a put a shadow on him. He's a ninety-two rated fullback or centre back. He's not dreadful. It's just one of those things where I think if you're lucky to pick up a fullback from the Premier League, it's yeah, it's just it's just kind of there. As I said, I would still rather have Gold Walker, who is about the same price right now. Cold Walker about three k cheaper as well. I mean, yeah, that, that's just my personal preference. I think as well, you will find the links to Coleman being a little bit tricky. Republic of Ireland not blessed with a huge amount of talent at the moment in terms of players that are likely to get a card and also... Eric Bay. We've got the Eric Bay showdown from uh, SVC from before. Eric... Oh, here we go. Do you know what? You <laughs> led me down the garden path there. You can hear the fishing rod <laughs> reeling in. As I was, I was spinning time. my wheels like, Eric Bay doesn't play for Everton. He's not... I, oh, okay. I forget. <laughs> I forget this FIFA. I'm late. I'm later into the FIFA scene. I forget this trope. This disrespectful <laughs> trope. Anyway, too funny okay you've got me congratulations congratulations <laughs> I, I will get my comeuppance later don't you worry so that is the mini release those three players they actually came out on saturday which was slightly surprising as they tended to be on sunday but oh well who who, who can really guess ea um and we've had a couple of sbcs as well over the weekend nath we have we've had the showdown to urigi devaka the former liverpool player for ac milan and Henrik Mkhitaryan, uh, you know, former Man United player for Inter Milan. So both have got historically good cards in FIFA. I'll uh, we'll start with Origi, like we spoke earlier. Pace splits the thing that's put me off. Um, shooting's decent, not phenomenal. Uh, Five-star skills, four-star weak foot, though, so that's really nice. Um, you can go to lengthy if you want, or you can have him as controlled. 
it looks it looks decent for for forty seven k. Um, but after the way they played at the weekend, I don't know whether you you'd bank on him for being the being the upgrade. Yeah, this is a game that takes place on Wednesday night. It's the Italian, it's effectively the, the Italian Charity Shield, isn't it? The Italian Super Cup. Yeah. So just a one-off. Yeah. So there will be a winner. So it's either in usually in these scenarios, it's it's win or bust. They don't for cup finals. They've historically not taken the full-time result into account. So even if it ends in a draw and goes to penalties, it will be it. They will just take the result of the penalty shootout. That's generally how they they can always throw a spanner in the works. But I think this is plus two or bust. Yeah, um, absolutely. I mean, you put a hunter on him, he actually does look really decent. His finishing kind of goes up to 91 overall, but his, his finishing stats goes to 95, position 92, shot power 96. So that with his 99 sprint speed and 91 acceleration, if you get him, slap a hunter on him, I think it's the way to go. Um, I'm not sold on him. I've not seen a lot of people use him yet, but I'm waiting to hear a bit of feedback because he could be, could be a good one for a Serie A type side. Yeah, and on the other side of the coin? Uh, Henrik Mkhitaryan, 86-rated Cam. He's got CM as his alternative trait, his alternative position, but he's a high attack and low defensive work rate. Four-star skills and five-star weak foot, which is always nice. Um, decent acceleration, again, the big split. His acceleration this time is higher. Good dribbling, decent shooting. Uh, passing, his vision's phenomenal, but his free kick actually brings it down. So, short passing, great. Physicality, he's not the best at 78 so a bit of a meh card to me he's higher priced he's 72,000 but again not one that I've, I'm, I don't even think I'm really contemplating him whereas Origi I may yeah again I mean links I mean Syria has been a pretty decent league um, unfortunately uh, nationality being Armenian in FIFA terms is definitely not going to help Mkhitaryan with your squad building this year um, you have got cards like Berea for Inter Milan and Dumfries, as well as had a couple of cards this year. So there are ways to work him in. I think Mkhitaryan, was it his foot birthday card he had last year? Yeah, that was outstanding. That was an excellent and underrated card. So I was a little bit disappointed. If this had been 5-5, I might well have given it a go. But yeah, I I think both of them are are decent options if you are running any kind of Serie A squad. I mean, they're both so cheap. The, The fact that Mkhitaryan is two squads is, I think, the one thing that puts me off there. But, I mean, Origi, I've already completed just because I had a couple of dupes. And like you say, I mean, it, with a with a hunter on it, it's a good card. So if you can get, you know, if you can get work him into your team on three chemistry and, you know, apply, he gets that plus two upgrade and you chuck a hunter on it, it suddenly becomes a very, very good card. This card last year, I think he had a, was it a showdown as well last year? Yeah, he had a showdown and that, that card was ridiculous for a good sort of six weeks. Yeah, so I think this is one that you, you do with a few dupes and, and stash away in your club. If you do, if you are happening to rinse through League SBCs and end up with a couple of dupes, I think this is one that is well worth on your radar. And the other SBC that we have had over the weekend, one near and dear to my heart, a former Reading player, no less, Nathan, Alex <laughs> uh- Fernandez. We have, we have, and you're getting very excited about him. He comes in under 50k. He actually looks really good. Um, he's uh, cam, but alternative positions of CM or left mid as well. He's got decent pace, decent shooting, decent passing, decent dribbling. So there's, the stats for his area is actually really pretty decent. He's, he's not, again, he's not a game changer, but he actually looks pretty solid. Um, only thing that puts me off is the medium, medium work rates. I've already got Dan, so I wouldn't want two medium mediums in my team. I think you can get away with one. 
think if you have two, you're relying far too much on your triggers, which is just something else to kind of bring in with all the other aspects at the moment. So it's not something I would be looking at. But for, for someone like yourself, Dan, a Redden fan or an Alex Fernandez fan, I think he could be quite a good option, a bit of fun and you know something a bit different. I don't imagine we see him in hundreds of squads, but looks fairly solid. No, I think this is one. This is a, yeah, like you say, it's a fun card to complete. I mean, look, he's three face stats away from being Hullet Gang um, for less than 40, you know forty seven k. So you know, it, it's one to complete. He's got a good set of traits as well, including he's got the flare trait, which is always nice to have. Um, so yeah, very well rounded. Like you, it's the medium medium work rates. It's the only thing that really puts me off about this card. I mean. Heading accuracy is a little bit low as well, but you chuck an anchor or a shadow on this card and it becomes very, very good in my eyes. And again, I keep mentioning it for things like icon swaps coming up. This is a great little utility card just to stash away. It has got that alternative alternative left midfield position, which just adds that utility as well. So La Liga, obviously full of a lot of very good center mids, the likes of Frankie de Jong and Valverde and such. But if you haven't got one of those stashed away in your club, I don't think there's anything wrong with getting this done. However... Nath EA sprung a surprise on us last night and dumped something else in just to make people question whether they're going to be holding on to packs uh, with a hero icon, uh, hero icon, a hero pick. Yes, an 87 base or World Cup hero pick, um, 250k, slightly expensive. I mean, I have to admit, I bought most of the, I think it was three squads, and I probably bought 75% of the squads in because I've got 70-odd packs stashed away, like the good packs stashed away. Um, hopefully for your stream on the Tuesday when the upgrades are out. <laughs> um, but I did it. I love this sort of gamble. I, I wouldn't have done it if it was just a straight-up um, pack, but with it being a pick, you get one of three chances. So, yeah, wor- well worth doing, I think. Yeah, look, we'll come on. We'll come on to your your pick in just a minute. I'm mean, going to give the game away, but yeah, I mean, 250k is a lot. It is a lot, and fodder has shot up because so many people are holding on to packs at the moment. So supply is down, and therefore it's driven everything up. And plus, we've we've just come off having that icon pack as well, so it is going to cost you a lot to do. Is it worth it? I mean, there are still a lot of very good heroes in there especially the fact that World Cup heroes are also. But I have seen a lot of Camposes, Nikatas, <laughs> uh, Gomez's. So I have, to, I have to say, I've not seen too many bad pulls or too many trios of bad pulls. I've seen some stinkers, but there's always been one still usable. Um, surprisingly, I've seen lots and lots of um, Di Natales, um, lots of Harry Kules. Um There seems to be a lot of the same sort of play- players being pulled. So... If you do do it after hearing this pod and you don't get one of them, please don't you know shoot the messenger. But we can only go by what we've seen. But yeah, I, I, heroes are still very good, and I know the price price wise may not be the most clever move um, because a lot of them have dropped massively. But there's still some very very good pulls, and especially if you get the World Cup ones, there's not really too many unusable World Cup ones. Apart from, I have to say, I was trying to use Al Jabba, trying to prove a point, and he is dreadful. Well, you know, everyone loves a trier. So, <laughs> you've done well. Look, this is around for six days left. So, by my calculation, this will be around at the same time as the attackers are released on Friday? Yeah, I think I think it's repeatable as well, is it not? 
refreshes um, in three or four days. It, it does say it does say it is repeatable. So if you do, if you are just going to rip when the attackers are out, presumably, which will be on Friday, then you know you'll be in with a chance uh, to do this as your you know makeup. If you don't get anything you like, I, I don't think it's amazing value. But I think the thing with this is, I, I agree with what you're saying. I thought, with a pick, you tend to get at least something that's kind of usable. It's just whether this is the right time and the right gamble to make. It is one of your best chances and of getting someone like a Yaya Torre or Captavia or a Lucio. But at the same point, if you do get stuck with a Harry Kuehl, you know, it depends what stage. I think it really depends what stage a team's at either. I would only do this if either your team is really weak in a lot of places or bizarrely, actually, Nath, I would only do this if you're really cracked and stacked everywhere. Because yeah, this is one one of your last lottery tickets, you know, it's, it's the only way you can tend to make up to those big top tier, unless you're a good, really good trader. So I will be doing this for science on stream, <laughs> um, because if I didn't, you would bully me into it anyway. Yeah, absolutely, I definitely would. Peer pressure wins, indeed. So yeah, and again, I'm rinsing through the league SBC, so I, I seem to replenish my fodder quite quickly. Um, on that front so yeah let us know how you get on with that again if you want to get in touch with myself or nath or the podcast one of the best places to do so is via our discord you get discord access to our patreon over at patreon.com forward slash foot in review whole range of benefits from joining up to the patreon no matter what tier you sign up for but if you go to support a tier and higher you get the exclusive trading show with myself and shack attack as well plus a host of benefits including discount with footcoaching.com and as we mentioned new tools stream coming online all the time and new coaches nath as well as you well know yes absolutely it's a great place to be right now yeah. um, it's growing it's coming into the really exciting part you know team of the year is one of the highlights so it's just going to get better indeed so now that i've butted you up with a compliment nath <laughs> before we get into our review of uh, our weekend leagues and how we're finding it post-patch i thought we would uh, call members and uh, ladies and gentlemen of the jury Two proceedings because on November the 7th of 2022, a heinous crime was committed on the airwaves when one Nathan Downs and John, okay, head and founder of Foot Coaching, convened in a Foot in Review episode and besmirched my good name as they criticised and, you know, lofted my pack luck up to the point that it was apparently making them you know, not so happy with the game. Ladies and gentlemen, for your listening consideration, I'm going to play Exhibit A. Let's play Exhibit A. Yeah, I, to be fair, I've stopped saying well done to people. Nishan put in uh, yesterday that he packed Mbappe and I just put lots of no's back to him. I've muted him. Um, Dan is also on the hate list now. Um, there would be other word for it, but obviously we're a family-friendly show, so I can't say the actual word that, of the list that Dan and Nishan are on. Um, but it, my pack look basically when it says on the store or on the you know the packs a minimum rating of eighty plus or eighty two plus that's my guaranteed rating I get no better than the actual minimum minimum rating and yeah I mean I'm getting quite better about it it was amazing and you know I love our Discord we're chatting away pretty much all day every day great place to be but it's also horrendous to be when you're seeing everybody else packing cracking players repeatedly. And I'm like, I'm not asking for an Mbappe, but, you know, Messi's 150 now, Ronaldo's 300k, 
uh, Neymar's only 500k. Like, give me a, a decent card, one that I can put into my team and have a bit of fun with, rather than making me run, you know, Gold Laurenti, who's about 30k, because that's all I've got, or um, Kunde, who's about 8k or whatever he is now. Like, that's the sort of standard my team's at. So, Mr. Downs, you've heard the evidence presented in front of you. What do you have to say for your uh, for your comments on that faithful I, night? I absolutely stand by it. Absolutely stand by it. I mean, your tea, your pat look has been phenomenal right through, um, especially at, you know the right parts of the game as well, the right timings. Uh, Nishan, like, he's, he's just ridiculous. <laughs> so much so that he's actually um, offered to not post his polls, especially around Team of the Year, up in our channel because he's pretty sure he's going to pack some absolute worldies. So, again, have that confidence. I, I had a good day yesterday. It wasn't a cracking day. It was a good day. Yes, let us present the next exhibits of evidence. Uh, I will call this episode, uh, this episode, this evidence 1D. Because if you go into our pack pull and rewards channel that we have, in the Discord, at uh, precisely 8.36 last night, one Nathan Downs posted, not the biggest pull, but one that solves a positional issue. Mr. Downs, can you read out the player that you pulled in your hero pick yesterday? Uh, Hold on, I need to get that channel up because I can only remember two out of the three. (laughs) Uh, Pack pulls. Well, one was Fernando Morientes, a base. Base Morientes. Oh, here we go. Base Morientes. World Cup Hero Cule or World Cup Hero Captivia. Could you please tell the uh, you know the jury the the value of Captivia? Uh, he was four sixty when I looked. Indeed, and if that wasn't enough, if that was not enough for Nathan Downs last night, at around about ten forty nine, he posted finally a preview pack with the enclosed image. Now, can you tell everybody listening in what was posted in this image? It's not that fantastic. It was a team of the week, Sorloth, and a gold in Golokante, which was the first time I got him this cycle. Right. And when he was down to 30k. Yes. 30k yeah. down. And how much is Mr. Sorloth? He was only 20. Indeed. I think. So you put. But I've kept Sorloth. Plus, uh, plus an Ozerman in there as well, just for good measures, a cheeky suit. So you got around about a 60,000 coin preview pack, as well yes. as packing a 450k hero. Yes, so it was a good day. It wasn't the best hero. Um, I'm ha- I was happy, to be fair, I was happy with Captivia because I, I've been going on about my left-back position. I, I had him. I sold him because his price started to dip a little bit, so I'm happy I've got him back. Um, he wasn't the L- L- right that one. Orion? I can't pronounce. I still can't pronounce him after however many months. It wasn't him. It wasn't a, a Genoa, a Di Natale, um, one of the, or a Marchisio was the other ones I wanted. I had a wee list of players that I wanted which is really daft when you've got that amount of heroes that you're doing <laughs> and you literally only want maybe five or six of them. Um, and I'm, you know, after listening to yours and, and uh, Shaq's trading show I, before doing that pack, I was in a comfortable position of, I think it was about 5.4 mil I had at that point. So I literally could have gone and bought any of them, probably all of them, but I'm stingy and I don't want to spend the coin. So I spent it on doing the pack <laughs> instead. I spent probably 170 on doing the pack. So I was quite fortunate. I actually got one that can go into the team. Um, and it's okay. It still doesn't put me up there with the pack look, pack look gods as yourself in the shunt. Come on. Come on. <laughs> I'm not having this. I'm not having this. Your your pack luck this year, look, in all seriousness, I think that the reason I wanted to, to pick up on it as well as um, to get my own back on you 
is I think it's, it's, it's a good bit of kind of, I, I want to say it's a good bit of motivation for our listeners out there because you do go through periods and I, and it, I, I knew you were going through a lean time pack wise as you were talking about then, but it does come back around. And I think just give it time, I think is the general motto here. It can be demoralizing. And, and you know, John, in that episode, same episode, we talking about introducing things like a pity timer. Your next big pack pull is only ever, you know, it only ever seems to be, a, you know, a few weeks away. And, and everybody in our pack pulls channel on our main channel has at some point been feeling sorry for themselves, been like, I can't get anything. And then sure, sure enough, a couple of weeks goes by and just out of nowhere, something big comes. So I think the positive here is that it does seem that everybody at some stage does get that reward. Yeah, absolutely. It does come around. And to be honest, I'm just hoping that that's not me use my good pull for, you know, next week that I was wanting, um, which could be the case, but it comes around and we're, we're always quite quick to moan, but we're also quite quick to celebrate when it's something decent. And, you know, I'd quite like another few. I'm not asking for the top pulls. And as I said in that clip, you know, I'm not asking for Mbappes. And, you know, next week I will be asking for an Mbappe. Don't get me wrong. So if you're share playing my, my packs, Dan, and you don't pull one, I'll be uh, charging you accordingly. <laughs> <laughs> um, just look at, you know, it'd be nice to get a few solid pulls, especially because the market's so low just now. Like, Captivia would have been a fantastic pull at some point, or even like if it was this stage in the last game when the market was a lot different. Now it's come down, it's a good pull, but it doesn't feel like you're celebrating as much because it's not much higher than others, if you know what I mean. Yeah. I think the fact that everything is cheaper makes everything but the very, very special cards feel less special. Yeah, absolutely. But it's nice to get one that, you know, like I say, I'm quite, my team's now untradeable, but I'm quite fortunate that it's a decent team. So he slips straight in and that's the sort of thing that I think people would like. They're not, there's not a lot of people that are dying or crying out, you know, if they don't get these God tier cards, but people get demoralized when you get pulls that wouldn't necessarily even touch your bench, let alone anywhere else. Yeah, exactly. But as I said, it's nice to see that there are options available out there and that again, I'm not saying for everybody, Oh, go rush to do every pack because you'll get lucky. I just, it's just if you're sat out there and you're like, oh, my luck's really out, the odds are, and it doesn't happen for everyone. Sometimes you go through longer dry spells than others, but at some point it will turn around and you will be in that other position. So keep the faith, play what you can, get what packs you can, and hopefully uh, hopefully, you can be in a nice position. But I will uh, I will excuse you from the dock, Mr. Downs. You Thank may, you. You may go and, and rejoin rejoin society um because it is time for us to talk about our gameplay experiences over the past week so as mentioned on friday's show with john and ingvi and chris the latest title update got announced we talked it through it myself um aaron and tim talked about the actual notes on wednesday and the patch came really quickly you know it used to be nath that these patches would get announced and we'd have to wait like a week but they just seem to announce them and release them now so it was soon out in the wild after that extended maintenance on Thursday. So we've had now, what, four or five days to play with it. What has been your experience so far? Have you noticed anything different? Um, I didn't extensively play over the weekend. Um, so I've probably not got quite as much experience with it as yourself, Dan. Um, but when I did try it, I, I got on quite well with that. Um, my, it, it felt a little bit 
quicker in terms of transitions. There was a lot more counter-attacking, it seemed. Um, but that might just be the people I was coming up with. In the last sort of section of Dev 1, it was quite hard going. Uh, I was winning more than I was losing. I, I, you know, I wasn't massively different, but then I was also trying to perfect sort of green time shooting and stuff like that. And I'm trying out new new tactics, um, well, tactical tweaks. So that probably doesn't help as much when you're focusing more on that than the actual new gameplay. But I don't hate it. I don't love it. I, I've seen a lot of hate for it online. I've seen people say it's bringing back all the bad things of the last however many FIFAs, which wasn't my experience. Um, I, you know, and I didn't feel it was massively worse or better compared to, to previous. Yeah, I, I enjoyed that tweet by someone saying, I can't remember who it was, so I apologize for non-attribution, but someone said it's almost like a flashback patch. Mm-hmm. Flashback, yeah, absolutely. Flashback FIFA Wait. 21 patch, and someone else was saying that they, uh, yeah, they should just challenges like pull off directional nutmegs or pull yeah, off five, absolutely. five drag backs <laughs> in the box to uh, tick off your FIFA 20 journey. Um, I did play pretty extensively since the patch. I played a full weekendly campaign. I played 19 games. Also delve on, dove on for a rival session as well and probably played the best part of 8 to 10 games, a little bit of Centurion Cup as well. So probably best part of 30 to 40 games. <sighs> like you, I, I didn't notice too much. I think the one thing uh, when I posted a video on my Twitter, the bounce backs at the moment just seem to be so much more erratic and... I don't know if that was just an individual experience. It could have just been that I noticed one or two and it's a bit like, you know, when you're driving around and you're thinking, oh, I want to go and buy a Kia, you will suddenly start noticing every Kia that you drive, that drives past you. It could just be that, that I noticed a couple of bounce backs and I'm like, oh, bounce backs are really mugging me off um, this session. So in terms of the other big thing that they kind of were tweaking was pressure and how that was dealt with. I didn't, have as many people really putting the press on me i usually play on press on possession loss myself i didn't notice a particular buff to my stamina i didn't notice it playing that much different i got the same result i get in every weekend league i got my 11 wins i think i got to 11 with i will usually get to 11 wins with somewhere between eight and two or sometimes even one game to spare and this weekend I got to 11 and five because I had, you started off very well, didn't you? Yeah. I started off eight and two and then just had the swing that always happens when you get to a high ELO. And then I think, yeah, got to 10 and five and clinched up to 11 and five made a play for 14. I think I won the first, then just got two really good opponents. They well beat me and that was me done. So I didn't notice a massive difference. My 4-1-2-1-2 narrow played pretty much the same as it always does. I think like you, Nate, I'm seeing a lot of people increasingly playing on that counter. That 4 2 is everywhere. I would say conservatively 50% of the people I were playing were, were playing that formation. Or 4-2-3-1, because those formations with the two CDMs are just so OP and they really punish hard. I mean, my formation forces me to play through the middle. And if you give the ball away in that middle zone, particularly around the edge of their box in the middle, and the, you know the deeper into, sorry, the less I'm into their half, the worse it is. If you get broken through the middle, you get swept through. You just it's, get swept through. And it's funny we're playing the four triple two though, because it it depends. Obviously, Dan, you play at a very high level. Um, 
what you notice in sort of the lower divisions, if you play for play against a four triple two, you play a narrow formation, you can cut right through them because mm-hmm. they're slightly wider. But then you play it sort of div one, and I'm sure even an elite, if you do that, like you say, people that are clever and use the wings can completely counter it. So it's it's very hard to adapt when you move up the divisions because different players use formations differently. Like you say, when you play a narrow formation, if you play a play wide one yourself, good chance that you you're gonna kind of overawe them. But some of the players that don't quite know how to use the four triple two, if you play narrow, you can absolutely destroy them as well. So which is I find that really fascinating how it how it does change. Yeah, I mean if you if I looked back at my weekend, I didn't write down the results. I wrote down my goal scorers um, as I went along. It was lots of either forcing quite quick two nil three one rage quits or it was a lot of me just being on the end of an absolute pasting. So, and I realized that the four, I would never go out there and say to people, play the four, one, two, one, two narrow. If you are very results focused, because it's definitely not the most optimal formation. I would put it somewhere to the middle, to the bottom tier, kind of like where Reading are 14th in the championship. That's where I would put this formation because it's certainly not the worst and it is very fun, but it does leave you open, especially on the counter attacks. If someone said does get the ball and you're caught up field it is easy especially if they like you said Nathan they know how to use that width and then bring it back in and ping pong it around you can be cut open quite quickly so I wouldn't tell people to go out and play it I mean by all means experiment with it but I think if you're looking to really optimize your results stay away from it but yes just while we're on that um, it's probably a good place to announce that that John and myself are looking at doing a, a tactical special um, which we'll release as well. Um, not quite sure how quickly we'll get that done, but that's something in the pipe works, which will discuss sort of tactical setups and such like and, and, and re- rationale behind it. So that's one just to, to keep an eye out and it'll maybe go into more depth in this kind of discussion that we're having just now. Yeah, indeed. Again, just another reason to get involved over with the Patreon and keeping an eye on foot coaching. That's where all of our socials are now at foot coaching. So, any other any other gameplay notes from you over the weekend, Nathan? Any players? I know you didn't get to play too much, but any players that were impressing you that let you down? Uh, Di Maria is definitely on my watch list just now. He is starting to really annoy me. Um, with all the stats that he's got, he should be phenomenal, but I just can't seem to get him to work. Um, my tactics are going to, like I say, I'm trying out new ones because the setups I've got just now are, are slightly open for where I'm at. Um, and obviously, um, well, not obviously, but also Schweinsteiger as well, who's been phenomenal since that SBC. Um, I'm starting to find him struggle a little bit, which is why I wanted Marquezio in the, the hero pack, which I didn't get. Um, but at the same time, with Team of the Week, team of the Year coming up, the, I'm not making any changes until my packs are open. I know what I've got, know what fodder we've got, and, and what coins. Well, I don't plan on losing any coins because I'm not going to buy anybody unless a ridiculous SBC comes out. But... Yeah, um, there's a few kind on the watch list, and obviously I'm, I'm still rocking Gold Manion in goals, so it depends who comes out with the team of the year because he's he's been decent, but I'm not quite sure where to go, whether to keep him or whether someone more flashy and fun might be. Hey, How about yourself? Nothing wrong with Big Mike. Nothing wrong with Big Mike. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, I got to use Dan for the first time over an extensive period. I think this was, I think this was his first weekend league. Uh, he finished as top goal scorer with 12 and got nine assists as well. And again, bear in mind, I, I went 12 and 7. Two of those were free wins as well. And a fair few were rage quits on either side of the equation as well. So he did really well. And Bappe, Golden Bappe continues to be amazing. 
Uh, the one player that slightly, well, two players disappointed me a bit over the weekend. Jarzinho only got eight goals and four assists, which compared to Zidane and Mbappe, considering he's a striker, was a little bit uh, concerned for me. And Jisung Park, hero, I think is showing his, uh, he's not quite elite anymore. So I think that centre midfield slot is one I'll look to improve. I did also try just towards the end of my rival session yesterday, uh, the 4 3 2 1 which I know has been popular with a lot of pros, did give it a go. Only played sort of two games with it, so I can't really give too much of an in-depth review on it, but it did show some promising results early. So again, I think my plan for this week is to try out a couple of players like Palois, try that formation for a week, see how I like it. I've doggedly stuck to 4-1-2-1-2 narrow, so it's going to take a lot to crowbar me away from that formation. But again, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll give it a go because I need to do things to bring the fun into the game. Uh, I was getting quite frustrated at some results and bits of gameplay going against me. So the more I can introduce fun into this gaming experience, the better. But we've also had one question from our lovely Patreon community. Oh, bugger it. He has said, what player in game is closest representation to their real life version? I had to play with rule breaker Sanchez again in the four club friendly, just like real life. He can be great one game. Then the next he does something so clumsy, so daft. You never want him near your team ever again. Just like the real version. Uh, I will give you a couple of seconds to think about one, Nath, but I will jump in ahead and I will just say Zidane because Zidane pulls off the kind of passes that Zidane would pull off in real life. And the way he just kind of glides around feels very much like Zidane. It's not, I don't get a player and think he plays nothing like him. I think Cristiano Ronaldo is another one that plays quite like Ronaldo, plays in real life. Very strong, powerful, great finish. But the pace isn't necessarily there and he doesn't track back either. So I think those would be my two uh, submissions to the question. What are your thoughts? Yeah, mine have kind of come through it with a a slightly Man United uh, tinted glasses. So the first one I'll say is Di Maria. Um, on his day, he's phenomenal. Uh, players can't get near him, and it makes you think this is like the best value SBC of a long time. Um, and then when you th- expect him to do well, especially against players that you think aren't quite as good, the he goes missing, which is very annoying. When the pressure's on, he goes missing. Um, so that's kind of like his Man United experience. The other one who I've really enjoyed using, um, Eric Bay. Um, and he's really solid, but he's also prone to two-footing somebody and getting sent off or just, you know, forgetting to kick the ball and it going through him. So, again, much like his United thing, he got this really good stuff and then he just drops an absolute howler. So, again, I'm, I'm very biased because I relate, I like to relate all the FIFA back to kind of real-life football and, and my interests as well. So, But those are the two that I'd say are very similar to how they actually are in real life. Yeah, Carl Walker and Raheem Sterling as well are another two that uh, spring to mind as I very much know I'm using either Walker or Sterling. Um, maybe R9. Sterling messing lots of chances. Yes, yes. <laughs> maybe R9 as well, actually, um, from using his mid last year. Again, you just he just had that aura about him. So, uh, yeah, those Ooh. are those are us. But again, let us know. At Foot Coaching uh, is the social place to go to. Nath, anything else to add before we ride off into the sunset? No, it's been a been a fun return. It's been a wee while since we've been on the pod, so it's been been nice to be back on. So thank you for having me. Well, look, it was nice to shine a spotlight on your pack luck for once. 
Um, Makes a change. We, Let's hope we can do that again in a week. Yeah, you can mark this down the 16th of January for the next time I post something amazing in the Pack Pools <laughs> channel. And then, uh, you know, you can put me in the dock instead. But look, I hope everyone is getting to grips with the patch. Again, it's going to take a couple of weeks for things to kind of settle down. John mentioned on Friday, I'm sure there will be best new post-patch tactics released. But again, if you're part of our Patreon, John, Nathan and the team diligently work on tactics and continually up, update them to find sort of the best formations, the best styles of play to play in a particular meta. So again, that's just another perk of being part of the team. On a very selfish note, again, thank you all for the support on the streams. It's a bit of an irregular schedule, but it's great to see so many people showing up. So for all those that have followed, subscribed, liked, spread the word, thank you so, so much. Um, hopefully got bigger and even bigger plans coming up as we grow and get bigger. So again, Wimby86 on Twitch for then the same place you can find me on Twitter as well and in the Discord, Wimby as well. Nath, where can people find you? Uh, NJ Downs on Twitter, I think, and Nathan Downs in uh, Discord. Indeed. And again, congratulations to Foot Coaching for signing that new deal with KS Sports Software. Again, head over to ksportsoftware.com and analysispro.com as well as well as footcoaching.com for more information on that. I'm sure John will be explaining in more detail when he returns for the show on Wednesday. Not sure who his guest will be. And of course, the show will be out on Friday, Nath, where we should have our Team of the Year attackers. That's very exciting. It's very juicy. Let's let's hope that the um, pack weight isn't 0.000000001. Um, and let's hope that we can get some nice pack pulls, especially in our Discord. Yeah, I heard that you're giving ten gifted gifted subs to uh, to my my channel if you pull Mbappe. That's the rumor I heard. Yeah, I would happily do that if we get an Mbappe down. There we go. And to support. There we go. And anyone that wants to do so, please do. Um, all jokes aside, I so said the show will be back on Wednesday. Thank you all indeed for your time. One thing left to do, Nath. Drop it. We are going to drop it. Drop it. F- you. F-U-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-